Hi guys! Welcome back to another episode of Cheap Thrills. I'm your host, Ophelia, and here's your top stories of the week. And now, here's your top stories in gaming. So, Ubisoft announced that they will be releasing five new AAA games in the year 2020 and 2021, with three of them getting released by the end of this year. Now, I've read a bit of this on Ahin, or as you know, IGN, and Yves Gamont. Um, said at an investor call that we have evolved our organizational structures in recent months in order to strengthen our focus on high potential titles. And we are very excited about the idea of re-releasing five new AAA games in 2021. Now see guys, you remember all of those remasters and whatnot? what's coming out that is exactly what's coming out now you know everybody is looking forward to beyond good and evil too you know what i have to seriously ask why is it taking them so long to develop that game and and this is just my thing okay i don't know if you guys are familiar with the first one because it came out Years ago, I played the first one. I actually enjoyed it a lot. Um, but it had a good ending, and I think that the ending was, if I can, I mean, if my memory serves me correctly, I think that the ending was close ended. I mean, it was. It, I don't remember it being open to any interpretation, and I think that that's why this game is kind of hard to develop because you have to have a solid story and when a game as iconic as that was especially within this time it's hard to follow up behind one of the greats and that's why it's having a bit of trouble getting out because that's not even going to be released not in 2021 but then did they just show the trailer like a couple of E3s ago I don't know but you can um, I'm looking forward to God and Monsters I'm sure they're going to bring out um, you know Watch Dogs Legions and you know they're also going to be re-releasing or remastering the old ones so get get ready for that I mean this year it's all about the new or the next generation gaming consoles and whatnot guys I know I'm going on a rant but follow me they have to capitalize somehow so just get just get ready for a lot of remasters coming out for the PS5 and the Xbox Series X within their first year. 
Um, speaking of that, and I'm sure I, got, I told you guys this before, I hate, hate this console war because everyone, everyone here is a gamer, yeah? Now, some systems offer better services, but this console war stuff, I don't like it. And the reason why I don't like it is because these huge internet sites have a lot of influence and stuff like that. Now, I know it's fun for them because they get money through the clicks along, but it tears gamers apart. We are supposed to be inclusive. And again, you can have a preference. I encourage you to have that all day long. But I don't like that there's this war going on. My system is better than yours and your system is mediocre or, you know, whatever. Because it just divides us. Okay, I'm sorry guys. I'm going to get off my soapbox back to the stories. So, one of the major stories that happened this week. Um, Rockstar co-founder Dan Houser is leaving the company in March. Now, for those who don't know, Dan Houser is a writer for all of the GTA stories as well as the Red Dead Redemption. Now, keep in mind, we are coming up on GTA 6 and GTA 5 was perfection as far as the story go. It's beat, it beat out San Andreas. Because San Andreas was almost immaculate. That story was incredible. Let's not forget about hot copy. Oh, that scandal there alone. Um, I'm sorry. So, yeah, he will be leaving the company. Um, now this is not to say that it's going to be bad because it's his brother. They both are, um, founders of Rockstar. Now, he's been on an extended leave since spring 2019, and I'm sure that it has something to do with, it's a personal matter, and I'm sure they don't want to discuss it, and that's why, you know, the reason behind him leaving is very vague. I hope that, um, how does, how should I say this? I hope that it's nothing really bad and if it is kudos for for him to take in off and doing what he needs to do in order to, to deal with this this is um don't get you know a little worried about what's going to happen with GTA 6 I mean his brother is going to be there and whatnot. So I'm sure it's going to be okay. 
it's just you know shocking that he is not going to be there no longer. Now, in a recent interview with the publication Protocol, um, Phil Spencer of Microsoft had a little bit to say in regards to Sony and Nintendo and how they view them as competition now. Um, He recently said that when you talk about Nintendo and Sony, we have a ton of respect for them. But we see Amazon and Google as the main competitors looking forward, Spencer said. That's not a disrespect to Sony and Nintendo, but the traditional gaming companies are somewhat out of position. I guess they could try to recreate Azure, but we've invested tens of billions of dollars in clouds over the year. You guys remember when I was telling you that Microsoft is moving in a completely different direction and yeah they wanted to go up against Sony directly but when they talk about um, Game Pass and all that that was their way of letting you guys know look miss me with all of that other stuff we're going to focus on our stuff right here. And yeah, the third parties can have a say. But I just, I'm, I'm looking forward to see what they do. Because I, I truly believe that Nintendo will be the last console man, manufacturers. I believe that'd be the last one. And. Sony this very well because they're thinking about six, but come on now, we ain't even heard anything about the fifth one yet. However, I don't see PlayStation 6 possibly being a priority because what they're going to do is they're going to sit here and see what Microsoft do. And see how it's going to be received from the community. Now the problem here is, is that even though it's a cloud, I think that they need to focus on the latency. And what I mean by that is, you have to worry about the infrastructures of the country, all around the countries, all around the world. Um, it requires uh, internet and stuff like that. Now, you're not going to get the highest fidelity. No. But you still be able to stream the game at something of bare minimum. And when I mean bare minimum, it's like your hotspot on your phone should be able to play at least a 720 game stream. 720p stream comfortably and that means that people who have like the lowest 
of um, internet connection will still be able to enjoy that said game. And speaking of what's going on between um, Microsoft and Sony, Sony is talking about that they're going to um, kind of hold off on what they're going to sell with their PS5 because they're scared of they're going to try to undercut Microsoft just like they did in the E3 when the PS4 and the Xbox One happened. They want to see how much they're going to charge people for this new system. I'm betting 500. 500 for the starter, starter and probably like 600 for premium. But they're going to try to undercut them. And I don't know why, because there's going to be two models of the Xbox Series X. So, a little bit of bad news, but it's bittersweet, actually. So, the Outer Worlds port for the Nintendo Switch is now being delayed due to the safety of the team who ported, who's porting it and their bases in China. And this is due to the Coronas. Corona, why is it coronavirus? Coronavirus outbreak. This story here is from Polygon. The Outer World publisher Private Division announced on Twitter that the Nintendo Switch port will be delayed indefinitely. Now, the, the port, I mean, the port is supposed to come out like next month. Um, since that there's been more than 20,000 confirmed cases of the coronavirus outbreak in China, the Virtuous team is working on providing them enough time to finish the development while they're being quarantined. Now, as you know, that the private division is determined to give an update of the development timeline. However, until they get that sorted over there, we're not going to hear too much. I can, well, never mind, we're going to get into the, a little bit more of that because that virus, that is really messing up a lot of stuff over there. Like, a lot. So, Blizzard now um, had from the community and has decided that they are going to refund the purchases of Warcraft 3 Reforged and they are pledging to fix it. This is good on them. This is a story from Engadget, and it goes, um, it's only been a few days since Blizzard launched Warcraft 3 Reforged. However, the fans have made it very clear that they are not happy. And Blizzard says that it's sorry 
to those who have bought the game and didn't have the experience that they wanted. The company promised that at least a handful of fixes is on its way. Now, you remember those cutscenes that they had shown off at BlizzCon a couple of... I wouldn't even say years ago. Yeah, probably years ago. Um, that won't change. They're not going to bring all that in. But they are looking to fix some bugs and improve the gameplay and whatnot. But I'm sure that what they need to do is they need to scrap this. I'm glad that they're giving people their refunds, but they need to scrap it. It's done. It's done. You've burnt your base. And it was a moderate base, but you, you, you burnt them. And um, the last story involves Platinum Games. Now, there was a Kickstarter, and they wanted to bring Wonderful 101 to the Nintendo Switch, the PS4, and to PC. They There's four games that they're bringing out. We don't know about these other ones that's coming out, but one of the first ones, well, the first one actually, was Wonderful 101. And they had a Kickstarter goal, and that goal was met. Like, people came out in droves, and it will be coming to Nintendo Switch, the PS4, and PC. Now, I had a, a couple of people wondering why is it not moving to the Xbox, you know, console. I think that, do you remember that game that they, they were developing? It has something to do with dragons. Hold on, let me... Scalebound, Scalebound, now you remember that was supposed to be the Xbox exclusive, and that kind of went to the wayside, and I guess, yeah, they're working together, because they're supposed to be bringing out a couple of more games, like, what's that game coming in? God and Monsters? Yeah, that'll be coming on the Xbox, but, yeah, I... I think that their relationship is on being strained at the moment. And that's why it wasn't announced for the Xbox One. It's unfortunate because I'm sure that a lot of Xbox player gamers would have enjoyed this game. That being said, kudos to you guys who, you know, pledged to have this happen because it's a very fun game. I played it on the Wii U and enjoyed it. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up on this one. I'm just being honest. And those were your top stories in gaming.
official top stories in pop culture. So, Jay-Z and Beyonce was in the news this week surrounding the Super Bowl. Hey, first I'd like to say Shakira and J-Lo, great show. Great show. Yes, yes, yes. You sip, you lip sync for your life. But I got my life. That was a phenomenal show that you guys performed. And Shakira, Darlene, honey, you can come back. I don't. See, the thing here is, is that, and this is me giving a little bit of criticism. You know, besides the lip syncing stuff, but that's expected because they're actually performing. However, the reason why I'm not so much as hype on J Lo's performance is because I kind of seen it before, and she's constantly doing, you know, shows and whatnot. But Shakira, she showed up and showed out. She let the girls know that she was here and that she was a force to be reckoned with her album <laughs> whenever 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 wherever whenever wherever charted charted the chart tops why am I saying that it charted the charts and um I'm glad to see that she is still doing what she's doing Okay, let's get back into this mess of Jay-Z and um, Beyonce, which I'm upset that they stole the attention away from these two beautiful women. So, you know, they're in the skybox and whatnot, and, you know, the Pledge of Allegiance came on. I believe it was Demi Lovato who performed it. Because I didn't watch the Super Bowl. And, um, for some strange reason, someone was filming them, and they were sitting down while the Pledge of Allegiance was being recited, okay? And everybody, you know, came after them, talking about, oh my God, that is like silent protesters of what's going on. Let me tell you guys something. Jay-Z is a smart man. Now, he came out with this explanation, which clearly I didn't buy, but here it is. This is from CNN. He said that his wife, who was was a feature performer at the Super Bowl 2013 and 16, was offering him some insights about the experience and that they, they were seated from the time Yolanda Adams sings American the Beautiful and Lovato singing the National Anthem. So we get there and we're, we immediately jump into artist mode, he said. So I'm looking at the show. Did our mic start or was it to, because you know he produced the show. 
are what's to love to start. So what he is saying that he went into a producer mode where he was sitting down because he was making sure that his show went according to what he wanted his vision to be. Now, mind you, there were a lot of people around him that were sitting down. But that still doesn't give you a good reason as to why not to stand. Now, it has to be said. I don't care whether or not if you stand or if you sit, that is your prerogative. You can do what it is that you want in this free country. Okay? What I don't like is I don't like the backlash that he's receiving when the president is mocking it outright. He's he's like so if if the president is mocking the Pledge of Allegiance. And you don't have no stories surrounding that. But everybody is coming down on Jay-Z because him and Beyonce wasn't standing. Child, shut up. Shut up. It doesn't make sense. Now, Wendy Williams talking about that he should, you know stand up or get out because he and he never once stated that he didn't like his country if you don't like it you can leave it who says things like that sweetheart and furthermore if there was a place where they can go they probably would have been gone Jesus okay let's get into this other mess so HBO is creating a, a TV competition ballroom series, okay? And one of the stars was uh, Jamila Jamil. Now, she, they said that she would be one of the judges and she also would be emceeing. Now, a lot of people was like, um, excuse me, there are prominent people in the community that can host, let alone MC this show. Why are you giving it to this woman? And there was a huge backlash because people were like, they didn't understand that. Now, HBO has since come out and said, Yesterday, HBO Max was excited to announce the Sean and Jamila involvement in the series Legendaries. For clarification, the Sean is the series MC commentator, and Jamila heads up the panel of judges along with Leomi, Law, and Megan. Now, this was Wednesday night, guys. Now, here's the mess of it all. After Jamil received this backlash, because she thought she was just going to walk up in there and just be like, yeah, I'm the shit. The LBGTQ community came at her 
neck. It says, sweetheart, we're not watching that shit. Because there are too many, too many um, prominent figures in the ballroom scene that is not even being considered. Are you kidding me? And then on top of that, the bitch comes out and says that she's queer. Now, this is not to say that she's lying. Mm-mm. Because you shouldn't have to come out or be forced out. But, darling, stop it. Stop it. No, honey, this is not how that works. Now, it's unfortunate that you feel that you had to be forced out. And furthermore, no one is... Here's the thing. Jamila. You coming out as queer. Shouldn't be... Because of this series. You coming out as queer should be because on your own merits and your integrity. But the reason why you came out as queer is because you didn't like the criticism and the harassment that you were getting because of the spaces that you were taking up from someone else. You know what you were doing. Now, of course, there are ways for them to come out. People can come out on their own time and they're not sitting and whatnot. But this doesn't look, it doesn't shine the best light on your situation. You probably should have taken the back seat to it and be a guest. But here's the thing. If I am being considered for a role that I know that a community, okay, being strength, okay, and here's this role that is clearly for someone within the community, my first thought is, have you consulted with, you know, someone within the community? Because I don't want to, I wouldn't, me personally, I wouldn't want to take up someone else's space. Because I know that there are not a lot of voices for them in the public eye or in public spaces. And I would want that. I would want that. So I don't understand why she has hasn't thought that that way. She was looking for that check, and it's like, sweetheart, just be as okay. I would be more to, happy to attach my name as a guest host, but go get that to someone else. So she was right. I mean, they were right to criticize her, and um, 
she's still gonna be there. I'm sure that the show is gonna bomb because clearly they're trying to chase after Pose. And um, good luck to you, honey. I'm sorry that it all happened to you like this, Jamila, but you put yourself out there. You put yourself out there. And furthermore, you let HB know them. Um, steer that um, train when it's you who should have been in control. Now, Gail King, I need you to sit down for a second. Miss King, um, that interview that you are, that upcoming interview that you're having with Leslie, Lisa Leslie, and the questions that you brought up about Kobe was fucked up. I'm not going to mince words here. Now, I know you came out since this backlash. Talking about that you um, try to throw your production team under the bus. But, sweetheart, you brought those questions. You saw the questions and you read them. Furthermore, there was supposed to be a decorum there. The man is not even in the ground yet. And here you are talking about these allegations, which has been cleared, mind you. Talking about, oh, it was a glowing interview, but they decided to use that shot. First of all, why is that even in the conversation? Why was that even in the conversation? Sweetheart, he's been cleared of it. Let it go. Let it go. This is 20 years ago. It's done. It's done. You guys have always, you and Oprah with her stinking Gucci ass, always have a goddamn problem with these black prominent men who have some kind of influence. Oprah with her stinking booty ass came after MJ. But y'all are mute when it comes to um, the Harvey Weinstein, the Charlie Rose, and all of those other prominent white figures and stuff like that. Y'all are mute. Now let's get you back together, okay? You try to get Leslie to talk about that allegations. And Leslie handled that perfectly because she was like, she's tired of the media who is trying to besmirch this man's name and his legacy off of something that was already resolved. And then furthermore, you and then you antagonize her with the question about where well, you are his friends and you couldn't see it. Bitch, what? Huh? Now, why didn't you ask this question when you was all up in his face when you was at the Oscars, bitch?
You could have sat him down and you could have had a conversation with him when he was alive. How dare you? Now, Snoop Dogg, they went after Snoop Dogg talking about he went too hard. I don't think he went farther enough. I don't think he went hard enough. I like that he called her out. And people, I am sick and tired of these supposed white black figures trying to prop up these fucking women. Let me tell y'all something. These bitches ain't motherfucking saints. Okay? Anyone who's a billionaire, going back to Jay-Z stinking ass, anyone who's a billionaire did not get there because of, um, on a golden road. They had to step on people. They had to do people wrong. Because going back to Jay-Z, and I'm sorry to be going and jumping everywhere and stuff like that, because I find it funny that all of his, um, protesting and all that and whatnot because they did hijack what um, Kaepernick was saying but furthermore all of those charity organizations that they're supposed to be giving out to now one of those was um, Kaepernick or anything affiliated with Kaepernick and that's why I don't trust none of them what you did was very unprofessional it was disrespectful and it made you look stupid and you are a bitch for that now you guys know how I try to maintain but I don't like that I'm sorry I don't like that Oh, I'm sorry. It it grieves me to say Kurt Douglas. Father, I mean father of Michael Douglas. Um, he passed away this week at the age of 103. I'm sure that he lived a he lived a fulfilling life. Um sad to see that he left. He was such a he was such a great actor. I did catch him in Spartacus. Now, Two Thousand Leagues Under the Sea. When I found out that he was starring in that, okay, I did watch it because of him alone. He was so handsome back then. My God, just I'm not gonna speak like that. But you know he. He had a full life, and it's sad to see him, that he laughed, that he's no longer with us, that he laughed. What am I thinking? That he's no longer with us. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm looking at my notes, guys, and, oh, this is a bad one. Okay, we're going to talk about this very briefly, Okay. Meek Mill and Nicki Minaj is back into it again. Okay. The sum it all up because it's very convoluted and it was all... It was such a mess. Gosh, it was such a mess. Okay. Meek Mill had words about Nicki Minaj's husband. And Nicki Minaj came after... 
Meek Mill talking about that there was some alleged domestic abuse that was going on. And Meek Mill hit her back with um, that she was, you know, helping her brother who is now a convicted child molester. molester by sex crime okay and that he said that she was paying for his lawyers and whatnot it was all messy it shouldn't have been aired out that should have been over the phone it's in but okay guys here's the thing uh, you guys have been broken up, but you guys were in the public eye when you were together. And this is my thing. If you are in the public eye, and you are together, you should still have the same numbers. You should be able to communicate via, you may be broken up, you may get into a new relationship, but the reason why that you should have the same numbers and let your new boo let them know that, hey, this person is going to be contacting me because whatever happened between us is not fulfilled and not resolved. So, I don't want our business to be aired out online. I'd rather them communicate with me on a one-on-one basis. But hey, that is content and stories for us. But that, that could have been a private conversation. Um, there's a little bit of good news and probably the last story of the week. Um, Knives Out 2 is coming. Oh, wait a minute. Was it? What, uh, I heard about something. Um, Knives Out 2 is. I don't know if you guys seen that first one. That was a whodunit. It was a good story, it was a good movie. Um, hold on, hold on, guys, because there was something else that I wanted to... What is that movie? Because it's not Ryan, because Ryan Johnson did, um... He announced the Knives 2 would come out. But there was another movie by... Oh, there it is. Sam... Rami is in talks to doing... Or directing... Doctor Strange too. That was a story that I was trying to look up. Um, it looks like it's he's going to be the director because they're in talks. But I think that the, the big thing is is that he did secure that role as a director. And you know what, guys? On that note, those are your top stories in pop culture. It looks like we've come to the end of this week's podcast. Thank you for listening to another episode of Cheap Thrills. I've been your host, Etheria, and I can't wait to see you next week.
If you'd like to reach us via email, you can contact us at cheapthrillspodcast01 at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Twitter at cheapthrillspodcast01.